Yo, what is up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess Keller-Poole, and I am back with uh, a, a solo duo-sode, <laughs> a, a non-interviewing sode, with my co-host, Shauna Cormier. And the theme for today's episode is summer beers. Summer beers. We are ranking summer, well, not quite ranking, but we are talking about what our faves are. And um, we each came up with our three favorite summer beers. We do a little countdown and then say which one's which and then kind of make our arguments for why we think it's a great summer beer. And, you know, I think we came up with some some pretty solid wrecks for y'all. I do want to apologize because we did have some technical issues in this episode. So there's a couple spots where the conversation seems disjointed and it's because the recording platform we were using just crapped out on us a couple times. So sorry if there's a couple things that don't quite make sense. But before we get into our summer beer sode, I do want to talk about what I'm drinking right now. Um, shout out to my girl Meg in LA who sent me some crowns and hops. We've been following crowns and hops for a while now, and they're still building out their brewery in Inglewood. Um, but they've just been such a cool company. And even before they had their space, they were doing like contract brews at different places, really defining themselves as great American black brewers and really kind of representing um, black America a little bit. Unfortunately, people of color are very underrepresented in beer. So it's just really great to see super passionate, creative, driven people making a name for themselves and like they have a huge following i cannot wait until their brewery opens up and um when i can do some real traveling um we will definitely have to do an la trip and go check it out there but my girl meg sent me um uh, a pale ale and a pilsner and right now i'm drinking one of the pilsners it's called beat messenger really good um on the lighter end of a pilsner um not not too bitter. It doesn't have like a huge pronounced um, hop presence. I do believe that they use noble hops in it and a mellower malt base as well, but um, super easy drinking, perfect for a hot day. We just had a hot streak here in Seattle and I am a baby when it comes to heat now, even though I'm from California, I like cannot handle it anymore. So it was perfect uh, six pack to have or four pack of 16 ounce cans to have over the past couple days. So, so excited to finally try their beer and it's excellent. Um, give Crowns and Hop a follow. Crowns and Hops a follow if you have not already. And speaking of following, make sure you give Seattle Beer School a follow on Instagram at Seattle Beer School. Our website is seattlebeerschool.com. We finally have some more stuff happening. I think we're finally moving away from virtual events and getting to start to do some stuff in person, which we are just so, so excited about. You can also follow me on Instagram at justjustbeer. And you can follow Shauna on Instagram at a young Billy Crystal. So like I said, in this episode, we uh, each chose our top three summer beers. We go through them together and we did include a, a few honorable mentions at the end, which may surprise you. So I think we should just get into it. Um, grab yourself a favorite summer beer. Maybe one of the ones that we talk about. Crack that open and join us. Cheers. <laughs> it was so hot. And I walked to work today, which was fine. It was nice out. So I was like, oh, lovely day to walk to work. And then by the afternoon when it's this hot, I was just like, 
No. I can't handle it. It was rough last night. You guys have that air conditioner. Yeah. Which is nice. We're going to have to get one. We don't have. I mean, it's almost it's 86 degrees. Is it really? Okay. So I'm not just being a baby. It's hot. I mean, that's hot for Seattle. Yes. It's going to cool down tomorrow. It'll be cooler next week. Oh, that's good. It's going to be rainy this weekend because I was worried about my plants. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they just get all crispy. Oh, so crispy. So this episode, we're talking about summer bears. And I guess I'm just interested in what you think constitutes a summer bear. Like even herbal things like being in a field or being like when you're at a picnic or you're picking things. I think those kind of give people the impression of it. And like, how much of this is just formed by marketing for us? You know what? That's true. That's a good point. Um, Because unfortunately, a big part of beer is marketing. Oh, it's crazy. I also think, though, you you touched on something good there was um, the idea of freshness. So I feel like fruited beers, too, seem to align well with summer. Low ABV, because when it's hot. You're like out. It feels like you're doing stuff in the summer, right? Like, yeah, you're depending on where you live, like you're on a boat or you're like at the beach or you're like in your backyard and doing this and doing that. And so you kind of don't want to get, you know, wasted off of one or two beers. You like want to be able to drink a, a good amount of them. Right. Because if you're if we're going back to the idea of wanting beer to be refreshing, it should be like keeping you refreshed throughout the day. And because of that, you you got to keep a lower ABV for sure. Even if you think about things that aren't beer, like uh, like mojito, think about oh, like yeah. a very basic, basic bitch sort of cocktail, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I made one this weekend. Oh, virgin one. yeah. <laughs> and it was extremely refreshing i i can imagine i can't remember the last time i had a mojito well the problem is you don't just have one (laughs) i mean like you know about my you know about my past with rum yes you just Uh, drank too much of it in college i just no well probably yes but (laughs) i like rum i like it a lot but if i start it's like one of those I like it's like I know I'm going down a path that's right that's right it's like if you're drinking rum you are drinking rum I am going to drink all the rum (laughs) and it's like it reminds me of my uncle David so it's like rum and diet cokes right yes or you're like at or like a rum and coke when you're like at a all-inclusive resort sure yeah and you're just drinking all day but it's like those kind of things like why are those summary true um because they're they're light bodied they're like i think there's this idea of being bogged down mm, by stuff mm-hmm. like so like a lot of malt is just not going to really cut it yeah or higher gravities can be just too much like imagine just drinking like cracking a barley wine after run like being outside all day right and it it's a good thing to note too that we live in a very uh temperate uh moderate climate so the majority of the country has gnarly summers like i was just talking to um my bff who's out in maryland and she's going on a big road trip all summer and she's like we are so happy to be leaving in the summer and being out on the west coast because east coast and midwest summers suck so it's like 
we're over here being like, oh my God, I got to have some light bodied high carbonation. Like think about the rest of the country. Like, of course that's what they're drinking. And then it starts to make sense why macro American light lagers make so much sense. Oh yeah. Because then you're like, oh yeah, I'll totally take, just give me, yeah, give me cores light. It's fine. Yeah, right. Just fucking anything to like create carbonation and cool me down. It's just so cold. You don't really want to taste anything. You just want to get it. Um, get it is it funny done. though. Yes. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned not wanting a high gravity beer because um, my birthday was uh, last week. And after work, we were popping some bottles. Some, I don't know if Adam just had them at the brewery or what. But one of the bottles we opened was a bourbon barrel aged stout. But it worked because even though it was basically Memorial Day weekend, um, it was raining that day. And I was like, this is the only time I'm drinking a barrel aged stout in basically summer is <laughs> because it was like a weird, rainy, cold day. And I was like, this is it. This is the it only a- time I'm doing this. It was a weird day. Uh, yeah. And like, that's not to say like, well, I shouldn't give away what I- the rest of the episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Should, should we do our first one? Do you have at least one? Yes. Okay, so we'll do three, two, one, and then say the beer at the same time, and then we'll discuss okay. our okay. our thoughts. Okay, ready? Just the style. Just the style. Just the style. Yeah. Okay. We can give examples okay, okay. after. Okay. Three, two, one. Goza. Ooh. <laughs> great answer. Great answer for you as well. Yeah. Goza I mean is a perfect one. We're talking low ABV, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of tartness, and the saltiness is it for me. And I think that this might be a result of uh, growing up close to the ocean that I associate summertime with, like, being out at the beach. Um, it's because... a Gatorade beer. <laughs> yes. You know, like, Gatorade has, like, that saltiness. It does. It's got those electrolytes. <laughs> it's, so re- it's so refreshing. Like, there's just not very many examples of Goza, unfortunately. So. Yeah it's it stinks like luckily i guess uh, at least a lot of floodland beers are kind of salty so you do appreciate that and it could be like you know five percent range sometimes so you're like okay i can get my itch scratched by my goza itch but like yeah just having to like even that's a fruited goza is like i was talk i was reading about um summer beers like New York Times article by Josh Bernstein. And he was like talking about how people are now making like essentially like, like fruity slushy alcohol canned. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking like beer slushies, but yes, you're right. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So like, what do you like, what, what goals are you going to reach for? See, and you're right. That's the problem is there isn't, too many examples of a pure goza because we did use a modern times fruit goza in a class of ours a little uh while back and it was good i was actually surprised it wasn't like heavy puree it was very nice but it does i think take away from like the salty profile and i just love that like that no uninterrupted flavor um and it's really hard to find um it's like I, even even if you're gonna find one that's like mass produced that you can get your hands on, it's like Anderson Valley, right? Which I do like Anderson Valley, but again, those are usually As, fruited. Yeah, the melon one though is just so goddamn good. The briny melon, fucking excellent. 
Um, there was a Goza I fell in love with in New Orleans. Um, I forget the name of it. I'll, I'll put it in the description, but, uh, it was so salty and so fucking perfect. I was like, this is it because I've had Goza's that just don't have enough salt. And I'm like, this is just a Berliner Weiss, which is also a good summer beer, but like, I want the salt. The salt helps. Um, it just helps with everything. Um, and I like how Goza's are crazy acidic. Like they Mm -hmm. have a really nice, bright, like lacto. Yes. And it's not like drinking something that's going to scrape the enamel off your teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, the only like big commercial example I can think of besides Anderson Valley is the dogfish head sequench, which isn't a pure Goza. Um, it's Goza adjacent. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I haven't yeah, had one in forever. Me neither, honestly. I I like, actually might seek it out to see if I still like it. Yeah, I mean, you could also get like a German one, but they're like imports are difficult here in Seattle. They are for a lot of reasons. Um, but you know, you can get like the bear off, right? One, yeah, that one's good. But like by the time we get it, it's so old. And that's the problem. It has to travel so far. We're just going to brew our own. Oh, let's do it. That's a great idea. Uh, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, even if like you're, there's not even that many Berliner Weiss examples either. Pure Berliner Weiss. I, I do appreciate that Aslan brews a straight up Berliner and it's good. It does have a slightly salty water profile too. And I'm like, you guys, it'd be so easy to make a Goza if you just tweaked a couple things. Like, you would be able to make a Goza without like having to change a lot or like buy other ingredients. Um, Do you have Austin's email? Just I do. (laughs) Just like, yeah. What is it going to take? Make make a Goza or else. (laughs) You know, to go back to our letter writing campaign. Yes. We could start writing letters to people. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I mean, we could ask Wayfinder. We could ask Kevin Davey if he would be down to, brew a goza for us just for us no one else sorry guys a five barrel batch um do you have time for do you do you time for that do you have time to brew us even have the capacity to brew a small batch like that um but yes um goza is all summertime for me um let's talk saison your your first answer Saison, I would say, and I'm talking like a, let's say a clean Saison, like a yes. you know, second wave American Saison. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, I'll take a Saison DuPont. It's just a little bit. The, the problem with a lot of Saisons, they're higher ABV. But if it was like a table Saison, that'd be perfect. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? And it's just like the smell of it is summery. And there's so many different, you know, there's so many different profiles, like some who are very estery and some are more phenolic and some that have a lot of hop character. And that's why the American ones are cool, because I think oftentimes it can be a cool expression of hops. But I mean, yeah, I just think and like I would I I just think a, a clean meaning not any sort of buggies, like not any sort of um, wilder mixed fermentation happening. Um, right. I would take one that had that too. It's fine. Biscuit, oh, you gotta chill. Oh my well, god. Biscuit's trying to tell us their 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 style. <laughs> 
He's just screaming directly in the mic. Um, Fish water! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Um, Yeah. And I I think that too, if we're thinking about like the lore behind Saison, there definitely is like a romantic summertime slash end of summer harvest sort of vibe and history and romanticism with Saison. I'm just a very romantic person. I appreciate it. I didn't even think about that actually, which is funny. I was just thinking like high carbonation, like yes, uh, low finishing gravity, low resi- residual sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives this impression of it being so fruity and like just fruity and fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the hard seltzer we're all supposed to be drinking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If if we could just get everyone on board with saison, maybe seltzer. Um, numbers would decline and craft breweries would stop making them. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the hard seltzer. Yeah. And I don't blame anyone who, who likes it and is down Agreed. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to try it again, I guess. I just, there's just so many other beverages that I'd per- prefer to go to, to, but I understand why it's so popular. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's really what it comes down to for me is it's like, I'd just rather have something that tastes good than have a a bubble water that's going to get me drunk. But it, I, mean, I understand the appeal. Yeah, I mean, I could make a bubble water that makes me drunker than a hard seltzer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> just yeah, a vodka just, soda. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done that. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, but how you might as well have a gin and gin and tonic, but I guess right. that's too many calories or too too much flavor. It's too, a little too much. It's a little too much flavor for anyone. <laughs> Maybe it's just too much to think about. You know, sometimes you like don't want a a very complicated thing. You're just like, maybe we the- make things too complicated. Maybe, but at the same time, there there's several beers I drank that without thinking about it and just drank it and gone down easy. Just enjoy it. Just yeah. Enjoy it. Anyway, so Saison. Um, okay, great. A table Saison. So, yes. That's a dream. Totally. It's a dream. It's a total dream. And goes with all the snacking you'll inevitably be doing if you're... That's true. Picnic beer. Picnic beer. It is a beer, I think, that has a lot of accessibility. Yes. People are like, okay, okay. This is okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I get why you do this beer thing. Yeah, and like <laughs> non-offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into non-offensive. I mean, not like goes it would be, but I think it might. It's a little tougher. Some, it might make people a little nervous. Yeah. They'd or just like, like is, confused. Is it, is it supposed to be sour? Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you have a second one in mind? Um. Yes, but I'm trying to decide between what I want to do. <sighs> okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Pale ale. Oh, <laughs> just straight pale. I just always want pale ale. Um, I guess sense. spring. It's kind of. It's not even just a summer beer. I would argue it is a the best year round beer. Agreed. And there's again wrong. not a lot of examples. Um, and I'm talking like. I, I, you know, like, let's say look, Sierra Nevada is like the epitome, mm-hmm. but, you know, getting a fresh one of that is rough. 
Um, but if you're th- thinking about the, the dream profile of it, where it's like grapefruit and yes. orange and a hint of pine, and you still have like a like this sort of uh, you know, there's a little the malt character is a little more present than a lot of other American made IPAs mm-hmm. and pails now, but done in such a classic way that you're like, I, you could drink like, you know, it's 4.5. So you could drink a lot of them and be like good to go. Yeah. It's so much flavor. Yeah. I also like have a lot of imagery with specifically Sierra Nevada pale ale with like camping. Oh yeah. And it's so awesome that you can, they have cans of that and gigantic yes. cans of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this might just be, like, uber specific to the fact that I grew up in Northern California, but, like, we vacationed in the Sierra Nevadas, and the idea of, like, drinking a Sierra Nevada in the Sierra Nevadas is very, again, romantic. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, I've talked about this before, but it's, like, cracking open. That's why I like uh, many, there's a lot of shitty IPAs now, so it's really rough, but, like, uh, let's say, like, a California IPA from, like, the 2000s. you know, the, the, that smell, you know, that profile of like citrus, you know, orange, tangerine, grapefruit, pine, like just reminds me of camping and like being outdoors. Like, so it's like, so like a, with like the same sort of thing of like, yeah, it like throws me, even if I'm not aware it's throwing me back, that's why it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think what's also great about pale ale, and it's the same way with IPA, is that there is so it's such a big category, and there's so many different ways that you could do it. That while I think Sierra Nevada is a good example of like the classic pale ale, you could also be having one that's lighter in color, lighter in body, um, and maybe even like a higher carbonation level, and that's like still gonna hit the spot. Yeah, and it's like you. There's just like, I was like, I had to, I was like, there's got to be another example. Um, it's like Ballast Point. Sure. Um, Green Flash is an IPA, so I can't. I, Green Flash probably makes a pale ale too. I'm sure they do. Um, uh, God. Yeah. And you're right. There, There's just like, I'm having, I'm like blinking on it. I mean, I know Cloudburst has made one here. Stoop has made one that's great. Um. I mean, well, I know has like made like a hazy pale. Isn't June Jun- Jun- a session? Yeah. So that's what I was just about to say. There's like the weird line between a session IPA and a pale ale. Like really, what is the difference? <laughs> I- IBUs? Um, Possibly. Like, it, I mean, I, I think that we should bring back the session IPA. Um, I am very into that. Um, and I also adore Junior. Like every time I drink that beer, I'm like, Mm, this is so good I, I like it too um it's different you know it's different than like mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna give the example of a classic like a classic yeah American it's different than Sierra Nevada of course but like it's fun to be able to play with especially if you're talking about accessibility and like going to a barbecue with a lot of people if you bring something like junior people are like oh wow what is oh this? yeah Big especially kid. something that has like tropical fruit um yes yeah and just the softer okay. body, too. Yeah. I mean, I like myself a nice stiff, bitter body, but, <laughs> but yeah, a little softness it, it never work. hurt. So, Kolsch, classic. Yeah. And, well, I thought this was funny because you're not the biggest fan of Kolsch. Um, well, not to say that you're not a fan, but you are it's just like you're kind of like, what's the point? <laughs> I guess I don't. 
You know, I know that vanilla ice cream is good. It's like everyone's favorite, right? Oh, no. Let's make it more personal. Okay. Mint chip ice cream. Mm. You love mint chip ice cream. I do. That's your favorite ice cream? Yeah. That's my mom's favorite ice cream. Besides, or coffee. It's Josh's grandma's favorite ice cream. It's like a lot of people's favorite ice cream. And I like it. But I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. Sure. But I appreciate it. Yeah. Because... It makes everyone else so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think part of the reason why I like Kolsch as a summer beer is I feel like I tend to see them being released around summer. So there's definitely an association there. Um, But I think it's just fun, a fun little walk between lager and ale. So you're still getting like a little bit of estuary, a little bit of fruitiness um, from the yeast, but it's still going to be very light in its ABV and its body. And it's still Mm -hmm. crisp. And it's just like, it it really is like a Kolsch. If you don't know what a Kolsch is, um, I feel like it's really, truly a blend of a a lager and a blonde ale. So it's like, I'm not ever going to choose a blonde ale, but if I saw a Kolsch, I'd be like, okay, here we go. There's a little bit more happening here, a little bit more depth, a little bit more interesting, and it's just going to hit the spot on a hot day. Yeah. Uh, I would. And, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, if I were in a, I would drink, a, I, I, I like Kolsch in certain situations. Just not my go-to. And but also like, it, not always executed well. Exactly. And sometimes it gets flabby and, mm-hmm. like, you're just like, ugh. But, like, think it, also it's, like, so perfectly summer because if you think about, like, Kolsch service and, like, if you're yes. in and like they just keep bringing you stanges, and the stange is like a, a cylindrical, like tall glass, almost like a, ta- a Collins glass. Yeah. And they just keep bringing them to you until you essentially tell them to stop. Yeah. And they just do a little mark on your coast. Um, yeah. Which is cool. That's very summer. I love that. Yeah. So that's what I mean. And you're right. Like there's, and it's the perfect ABV. What is it? Four, four and a half at tops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, so like maybe not the best American summer drinking experience, but if you were in Germany, it seems like it would be a dream. But you know, it's interesting because you bring up like you wouldn't pick a a blonde, but you would choose a Kolsch, where like the Blondale was definitely inspired by the Kolsch. Oh yeah, totally. It was just um, like, how do we make this style but like easier to brew? <laughs> and like exactly, and like a subcategory of this right would be like. Uh, I would to- like an American wheat. Like, there's some mm. good examples of it. Oberon is fucking great. Last time I had it, I was into it. It's kind of it's like on the hoppier end of it, a little more bitter mm-hmm. than other American wheats, which are kind of like can also be flabby and shitty. Yeah. Um, but it's it goes damn well with the burrito, breakfast burrito. Oh, yeah. A, a wheat beer is a good breakfast beer. Is good, but it's kind of like in that. I mean, it's very different than a than a Kolsch, but you know, um, or even like a California Common. Like they all kind of like that. Would also, I'm maybe I'm just talking out loud of other choices I would have made. It would be funny if that's like one of my styles, <laughs> like California Common, and everyone's like, "Where are we gonna <laughs> fucking find that?" Cool. Like just load up on Anchor old Anchor Steam. <laughs> you know, um, Aslan brewed a California Common recently, and it was it was really good. It was um, a little bit lighter body than Anchor Steam and more bitter than Anchor Steam. But I was like, I love this. I love that this even got past a meeting to make it onto the brew they schedule. They were just like, no meeting. Just brew it. 
<laughs> Absolutely happening. And, you know, also, like, I think that there's just not a, I think Blondales could be good. There's just no one, like, mm-hmm. I can't even name one right now off the top of my head. Me neither. Like, you you just don't, at least in Seattle, you don't see it on Dropbox. Like, I'm going to literally look it up right now. Like, I just don't even remember the last time I even saw it on a draft list. Blonde ale near easy me. Drinking appro- <laughs> easy drinking approachable. Malt oriented American craft beer. Off with interesting fruit, hop, or character malt. All right. Thank you. Um, so vague. Oh, Kona. Big wave. Oh, sure. Uh, I did have that when I was in Hawaii in 2019. Victory Summer Love. I've definitely had a decent amount of Victory Summer Love mm. when I lived in New York because they're in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Pelican makes one. Oh. And Russian hmm. River. Oh. I guess we forget. I've never actually, I've never been to the brew pub. I've never been to Russian River, but their list is like not what you expect. Yeah. It's not, and that's what I love. And honestly, now next time I'm home, I got to go get a blonde ale. Because if I'm drinking a blonde ale, Russian River is definitely going to be tops for me. You're going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't know blonde ales could be like this. This is great. Yeah. But I do also love that you brought up the concept of wheat beers, Hefeweizen, you know, even wit. Those are classic summer beers. And those aren't really on my radar for the most part. But like when I do have a Hef and it's a well-made one, I'm like wait, is this a style I like? Like, why am I not drinking this more? And I I think it's because it's such an introductory beer that I feel like I've, like, gone past it. But, you never like, if you're a true beer lover, you should be drinking through all the ranges. And that's a style that I need to come back to more often. It's like one of those people, like, they're not your type. You know what I mean? Like, you're, right. you like, see them right. and they're not your type. And you're just like, okay. Or, you like, you know, initially. And then all of a sudden you, like, look at them again. You're like, oh, wait. Maybe they are. Maybe I. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I wait. Sorry. I'm married. Never mind. <laughs> it's like you see them in like at a different yes. angle, or they like say a really good joke, and you're like, "Wait a minute. Wait a second. Are you funny? <laughs> oh my god. Wait, do I like you? Wow. Bavarian Hef is kind of funny. I guess I've had the problem with and Hefs are of course. I mean, the, and it's funny because I thought about wit too. Obviously, I know what your last one is not going to be. Uh, a, a half or yeah, a wit. Yeah, wits I have trouble with. I know they can be flabby as well. So flabby and sulfury, like and all like oh yeah, fucking egg farts. I'm just like get <laughs> out of here. I don't want any of that. It's not refreshing. It just it's it reminds me of like a stale bar. I don't know. And I know mm. I know I'm supposed to like them, but. I just don't want- when you have a good one, it's excellent. If you can find the really good balance between the wheats and the orange and the coriander, if all that lines up, it can be really beautiful. But again, like Kolsch, it just isn't done that well that often. It can be, it could definitely be like a throwaway beer that people are like, let's just brew this so it's on the list because we know it's going to sell. And because it's going to sell, we don't have to make it well. That's the thing. Like, that's because it's a perfect, because people are like, oh, summer coriander, orange peel. Yes, please. Because I mean, right. I love all those things. But it just gets to be, I don't know, maybe the carbonation is always off in the last few I've had. Mm, Yeah. But anyways, come on. Yeah. It's like, I think if if breweries were 
willing to maybe put a little bit this is so judgmental if you if y'all would just put a little bit more effort into your brewing um these styles could have a comeback they could be good and they could be intriguing to like a little bit higher level beer drinkers who are looking at a list and they're gonna skip over a hef or they're gonna skip over a, a wit to look for a hazy ipa like there could be a conjunction there there could be a little of a tie-in there yeah, it's it's tough. It's like the the, traje the trajectory of a, a beer drinker, right? Is like you start off. I mean, for and it's per, everyone does different tracks, but they all kind of end up in the same space, right? It's like yeah, you know, you start off with, um, you know, I for me it was a it was a pale ale, and then it, it's a saison, and then you try you go down the Belgian path, and then you start going down like let's say the hazies. It would have been different for for but depending generational um right because hazies weren't really a thing when i got into beer but then then mm -hmm. you start to like be like okay now what about mixed fermentation what about wild stuff and then you just end up being like i just want to drink pilsner all day <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere you and back up it's so funny <sighs> uh, I guess all right well let's do our last one okay i think we know what it is maybe we don't maybe Okay, three, two, one. Pilsner. American light lager. <laughs> <laughs> Pilsner. So when I was thinking, I was definitely like Pilsner, of course, Pilsner. But then I was like, but sometimes I kind of like something even lighter than a Pilsner, even lighter, less bitterness. Yeah. I mean, Pilsner, of course, but I'm like, I've just been going into dad mode. I turned 30 and I'm a dad now. So listen, I've been living the dad life for a while, so I get it you have um yeah i mean that i also had the same train of thought and i was like pilsner is a very predictable one but right honestly like just so it just hits the fucking spot every time good and i really like bitter pilsner yes. so i really want like a czech style mm -hmm. and i just think like it's so it's so it's close enough to being like pretty low abv um right it can be yeah um I just, I just love it so much. It's just so clean and simple and beautiful and has all those smells of, you know, like you're in some sort of wonder world of herbs and grass. Mm. Yeah. And there, I think there's something to say about the high carbonation, dryness, light body, plus the bitterness, like the bitterness, it doesn't come off heavy in a way that it might in an IPA. It like, adds to the crispness it it adds to the bite and like the zip and so like yes bitter bitter pilsner here for but it but i can see how you know if you're comparing it to an american light lager the body is tremendously bigger it is right and so at a certain point if you've been shambonging all day <laughs> shambonging barley wine <laughs> chasing it with american light lager <laughs> Uh, you know, what's funny, though, is when we had a, a barbecue over the weekend, um, even tasting the difference between um, Aslan's American Light Lager and Modelo, I was like, oh, my God, Modelo is so flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, what? Like, and it's just because the classic is so light. And I love it. I love drinking that straight out the can. I want that, like, aluminum flavor with it. Um, it's so cold. But... <sighs> Yes. It's the only time I want beer super, super cold is an American light lager. It's just that it should be. It's like, great. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just like with any style, like you want, 
certain beers to be at 60 degrees or certain beers to be at like you learn what you like and what's right. best for the beer. And you're like, okay, cool. I know that a lot of people like this beer really cold, but I kind of like my, I kind of like it when it's at, you know, but not opened and on the counter for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely personal preferences. Like we can say the beers should be served at this temperature. And I think that will aid in it, but your personal preference also plays into it always. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I almost chose a different one for the last one. What was your runner up? Uh, dark mild. Wow. And it sounds like a joke cause it kind of is, but the, I have, a, <laughs> I have a good argument for it. Okay. Let's hear I it. Think it's a good, I mean, the, the ABV is perfect. The session, the, just, the yes, session, absolutely. the session ability. Um, mm -hmm. it's a good change of pace, right? Totally. Um, yes. If someone came out and was like, our summer beer this year is a dark mild, I would get on the next plane <laughs> and go go shake the person's hand who made that decision. <laughs> and I think it just like it, it's nice to have like a little bit of roast and a little bit like a malt character that you're not yeah. really expecting in a quote unquote summer beer. And also it'd be great with breakfast, mm -hmm. brunch. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? In the mornings. Yeah. First thing in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's funny is we're talking about carbonation level. I'm saying I want high carb, high carb on all these beers, but actually a cask beer is so fucking drinkable that it's like the lower carb is kind of good too. It would be nice even, to, you know, like if someone gave me like a, yeah, an ink, like a, a, a bitter, it'd also be right. super refreshing. And it'd be cool because it's like, I, I guess the, the biggest deal is for the sessionability, right? Like none of us picked out anything that was like, I want a triple. I'm going to, I'm going right. to, I'm going to drink, I'm going to go to a barbecue and bring like a bunch of triples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause they're, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're high drinkability and they're like, you know, uh, high effervescence. And, but I think as long as you're talking about, just I think it's the hard part is like if you're gonna go camping, you, I guess you could bring a bag in a box. You could. That's actually a perfect camping beer. That would be pretty legit. Yeah, but less waste. You just have the bag in the box instead of a bunch of cans. You don't even need a glass. No, just your mouth. Just, <laughs> just hold, just hold it. <laughs> you can make it a camel pack. Oh my god, that is funny. That would be good. Just like. Here we go. Did you guys bring water? Nope. <laughs> Just dark miles. Going on a hike. God. <laughs> so just be so like um your your mouth would be chapped. <laughs> oh my god. It'd just be so I wouldn't make it to the summit. I feel like I gotta stop. I'll meet you. I'll be right here when you guys are on the way back down. I don't think I'd be like, I'm not hiking anymore. I'm staying put. You guys have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna finish this camel back real quick. So your what's your? I mean, I know the, the Aslan light lager is is delicious, but do you have another go to that you would choose? Not macro, right? You know, I don't. I feel like there aren't a ton of craft American light lager options, but I feel like when I have seen it on a menu or have seen it on Instagram, it's like mad respect. I'm like, yeah, you're doing something right there. Like, this is definitely the brewer's idea. So there's definitely a novelty to it in the way you're talking about mild too, where it's like, maybe it's not, a, I prefer a Pilsner over an American light lager, but 
if it's summertime and a craft brewery has made an American light lager, I'm absolutely buying it. Yeah. Because then it, it's like it, it can go with everyone's going to like it. Yeah. Hits a spot. So cold. Yeah. Just on ice. Just ice. 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 <laughs> baby. <laughs> just everything on ice. Pilsner Fest style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Pilsners in summertime, we just we got to plan Pilsner Fest soon. Dude, we got to talk to Steve Stat. We should probably be with him. We do. And be like, do you want yeah. us to take this on? Because we will take it on. Yeah. It was in like, September. Oh, we're not joking. It was September last year, right? Yeah. It's usually Labor Day weekend. We just have Memorial Day weekend. I guess we have time. So when's Labor Day? That's like the 11th? Uh, maybe. Yeah, like mid-September. Maybe we should push it to October. Sure. Only, oh, yeah. I just might be having. I just might be having a baby. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's uh, we could, let's push it back for if if we're taking it on, we can choose whenever we want to do it. Yeah. Well, we need his blessing. We do absolutely. He's Steve. If you're listening, call us. We love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I feel good about all my choices. I feel pretty good too. I love that we had three different ones. I thought for sure at least one of them we were going to hit the same. I think we might have if we didn't think ourselves out of some of them. If I didn't say American Light Locker. No, that's not that's perfect. I think we we have a really good gamut. These are like we covered like yeah. I'm trying to think of ones that we didn't say that are like no-brainers. Today at work, um my boss Madison said Mexican lager, which I think is also a pretty good answer, especially since Mexican lager can be so many different things. We talked about this in a previous episode, but I was like, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, doesn't lowercase make a, a American light lager? They, I just remember the diet pills. There's like a German light lager. Oh, a light and that's beer. perfect. That, light yeah, beer. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the, the thing with the Mexican lagers is I'm still just kind of confused by them, but right. But I'm not confused. I shouldn't say the confused. It's just like, I know they're good because I've had really great ones speaking of lowercase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I'm just sometimes like, uh, what is it? What do you mean by this? <laughs> so yeah, when, when a brewery comes out with one, I'm like, I don't know what this is going to be like. <laughs> well, Yeah. I just, am, am, yeah, but it's cool. I mean, as we've talked about before, we did a whole episode on it. So you can listen to that one if you want our opinion yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. Let's say I'm trying to think of which ones we may have missed. An alt beer would be delicious. Maybe I just, I just always like alt beers. Yeah. If we're talking about bitterness and light body, like that definitely falls in line with that. We didn't talk enough about we heavies. <laughs> just a, just a bunch of we heavies. Ugh. Good. Oh God, so therapy. Good God. Yeah, I think I don't. I'm just like looking through like you know styles to like. Did we? What did we do? What did we miss? We didn't talk about uh, Belgian blondes. That could work. I don't necessarily think of that as a summer beer, though. Yeah, no. We nailed it. I think a wheat. I think a wheat beer is really the probably the bigger category. I, I think um. Hef, wit, and mild get the honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, mild. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. This summer, I'm only drinking mild. 
<laughs> it's probably just an association with March mildness, but I do think of mild as a spring beer because it's like things are starting to warm up. We're coming out of winter, but it's still like slammable, easy to get through. But again, that that might just be an association with a with an event we do here. So. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, it definitely has like a like just with all beers to have like that a certain se- sessionability. I mean, a certain seasonability. Right. I'm also trying to think of like it's interesting, like about a Maybach, right? Like a bo- totally a Bach in the spring or summer. Summer sounds like really intense to me, and I have trouble with Bachs yeah. because they're just so not bitter. <laughs> I do kind of wish, like, even a Maybach, I wish that there was a little bit more bitterness to it. Actually, Aslan just did a Maybach as well that came out in May. And um, it was a very good example of it because I cannot tell you how many Maybachs I've had that are so sweet. They're so sweet. It's almost undrinkable. And this one actually had a very nice balance with the malt sweetness. And um, just, like, the body overall was very good. Uh, but even so, I was like, oh, a half liter of that, man, that's, that's a little rough. You kind of just have to go for it. And I get it. Yeah. I know that's not part of the style, blah, blah, blah. Just personally, you know, it just. I think it would balance it out. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell the Germans what to do. Looks like we have to brew both a Goza and a Hoppy Maybach. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's a clever name for a Hoppy Maybach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could workshop that. Um, Like. Bitter got back. Baby got bit. Bitter got back. Bitter got back. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's good. Bitter got back. All right. Uh, co- verbally copywriting that so no one can take that as a beer name. I just copyrighted it on for reals. <laughs> so I, you went through the U.S. government. I have its filed. I have a chip installed. It's, the, it's the, actually the vaccine, <laughs> so it's really helpful. I could just trademark whatever I want all the time. <laughs> I mean, certain breweries do, and they don't seem to think that anyone cares or that they, they think they're assholes for doing so. <laughs> yeah. Trademark. Just trademark. No one wants to steal that, brah. Like, no one thinks that's a cool that's name. That's a bad name. No one wants no it. No one wants that name. I promise. And you doing that just makes you look stupider, so just stop. Like, are you looking for a lawsuit? Are you, like, chomping at the bit to sue someone? Yes. Probably. <laughs> They're, like, just waiting. Like, a lawyer just in the background, like, cracking their knuckles. Rocking back and forth. <laughs> Ready to go. I'm the best beer lawyer in town. And I'm going to take that name off your list. He has, like, a bad New York accent. <laughs> He's never even been to New York. I'm a lawyer. I'm a mean lawyer that knows things about <laughs> beer names and fucking slogans and taglines <laughs> so stupid um all right folks that that is our summer beer guide for y'all um you know again everyone's taste is different but you know if you if you need a little something different go with our recommendations i think we have pretty good taste i feel great about it they're all very different Yes. And that is a good point. We did like get a quite a good array of styles. So to sum it up, we have a Saison, a uh, Kolsch, a Goza, Goza, a American Pale Ale, a Pilsner, and an American Light Lager. That's a pretty good lineup. It's a good six pack. 
That's a great six pack. That would be a great draft list. Yeah. If anyone wants us to put together a six pack for your next party, let us know. It just hit us up. We are excellent curators. Yeah. It's pretty much the best six pack you'll ever have. It's the only six pack I'll ever have, to be honest. <laughs> and that's the Seattle Beer School guarantee. Trademarked. <laughs> That was a Titan Cast episode. Hello, everyone. This is Kelly, an internet rabbit hole enthusiast. And I'm Nick Bros, former host of It Could Be Worse, the podcast, and longtime fan of the internet. We are I Love the Internet, two cross country friends that met on the web exploring all the corners of the internet that you'd never have the time to find. Yep, and we're going to be talking about the best and the worst parts of the internet the things we love, the things we hate, and the things that make us wonder where the last three hours went. And guess what? You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at I Love the Internet Podcast or visit our page on the Titancast Network website at titancastnetwork.com where you can find our show and a whole lineup of other amazing podcasts. And then please send us all of your internet related stories and findings to I Love the Internet Podcast at gmail.com. Got anything else? That's it. Good. And that's, that's enough, enough internet, internet for today. today.